Our friend Josh Byers of the Tribune Democrat has been incredibly busy of late. Josh covers education for the Tribune Democrat, but he also covers other things as well. And it's always great to welcome him to Laurel Highlands now. Josh, good morning to you. Hey, Bo, it's my pleasure. I'm always glad to be on your show. Monday, I come in the office, Josh. I open up the paper and so many stories written by you. A busy weekend for you, wasn't it? I always like uh, staying busy covering local events. And uh, fortunately, you know, when I worked on uh, Friday and Saturday, uh, you know, there was... There was no shortage of, of things to, to go to. And one of those was uh, Polka Fest, which mm-hmm. actually was, that, that was the first time I'd ever been there. Um, so that, that was a pretty special event for me to, to be able to cover. I was excited about that. I went down Saturday afternoon, Josh, and I got to tell you, I was completely blown away by the amount of people there. And also, doing what I do and being from the region, you think you get to know everybody from this area and i was just surprised by all the unfamiliar faces that i saw there and it makes you think about the magnitude of this event but there are many people from outside the region that attend this and that was great to see oh absolutely there was a a trio of guys that i talked to saturday afternoon that were from one was from greensburg another from Pottstown, and one from Allentown. They had all made the trip in because they wanted to attend Polka Fest. Mm. Um, the one guy told me, the, uh, I think his name was Andy, he was from Pottstown. He'd been there for uh, six different years. Mm. Like he, he said it's one of the, the most welcoming and best festivals he's ever gone to. Just wonderful. And as somebody that grew up in this region, Josh, uh, just love the music, love how festive it is. And great to see the lines packed for people that are getting food. The lineup of performers, a great mix of national artists and local stars, which includes my good friend Rosie Sida, who's been a great friend of this show. It's been so tough for these artists not having audiences to play to, especially great events like this. I know Rosie had to be very excited to get back into the flow of things. Oh, she was. Rosie was great to talk to. I caught her right after, uh, right after the band set there on Saturday. Um, they were the, the first band to take the stage to start up that day's Polka Fest festivities. Um, and she was. She was really excited to be back on stage and playing again. You know, she said she always loves the crowd and, the, you know, the energy of, of the festival. Um, and, and I'll tell you, man, there were <laughs> there was no shortage of people dancing mm. on, on Friday night or Saturday. Mm. I mean, it, it was just really invigorating to be at a local event and see such great support from the community. And, of course... As these COVID numbers come down, you know, the last report from the state is just encouraging as we see the levels dwindle. That's great news for this community. We love these events, and it's an indicator of what's ahead, isn't it? Absolutely. And that was, uh, I actually, I did the COVID update on Saturday for the Tribune, and I'll tell you, you should have seen the shock on my face when I did the math and I figured out that there had been fewer than 500 cases reported in the entire state Saturday. And then I believe uh, Randy Griffith did the update on Sunday, and that was the second consecutive day 
that there had been fewer than 500 cases across the entire Commonwealth. I mean, that's that's incredible considering, you know, just a few months ago we were having thousands of cases reported. You know, and and it's just it, you're right. It, it's really reassuring to see that it it seems like we're on the downturn side of COVID. Knock on wood. <laughs> right. Just great news, Josh, because Polka Fest leads the Thunder in the Valley and the Triple ABA Tournament, the Flood City Music Festival, Potato Fest, Summer Fest, all these things. Signs look really good. Josh Byers, the Tribune Democrat, joining us. And Josh, you mentioned uh, our good friend Randy Griffith. I got to get a glimpse of him yesterday at the, the tribute to Johnson Concert Ballet founder Carla Prusnell great celebration of uh, her life that impacted thousands within our region and uh, her life was taken by uh, covid last year uh, just uh, unexpected uh, sadness there i was told that they expected a crowd of maybe a hundred people to show up and there were probably seven, eight times that that was in attendance there yesterday. I'm telling you, it's so great to see that facility occupied. We can do this stuff again. I feel safe. Many people feel very safe doing these things. Just absolutely wonderful. And another event that you attended on Saturday was the Walk of Hope at uh, Trojan Stadium. And my friend Marlene Singer who uh, does this terrific grassroots effort of the Walk of Hope where every dollar raised for cancer patients stays local. I've said it before, you want something done in this community, you go see Marlene Singer. And they exceeded their goal, a great turnout, and you got to see it just absolutely remarkable. But great work done at the Walk of Hope on Saturday. Great event, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I showed up about, well, I think I was there about half an hour after it had started. And I mean, the amount of people that were at Trojan Stadium was just amazing. You know, just people on the track, people playing, you know, with their kids on the field, people under tents on the sideline, at the booths. Like, you know, you could feel the the support. And the the theme that I kept hearing from everybody that I talked to was, they love coming out for that walk of hope because they know all of the funds raised are, you know, remain local. Right. And even Marlene told me that. And, and, you know, that, that's fantastic. Mm. Couldn't agree more, Josh. And just a wonderful cause, which is extremely well organized. And from my days in which I worked uh, at the Johnstown school district and saw the work that Marlene does behind the scenes and putting this together, and it's five years that she's done this without the help of a big national organization. And that's what people don't realize, that because every dollar is local, she's doing this pretty much on her own as a grassroots effort. And to see the turnout and the great money raised is real just remarkable and a great event and fifth year and it's going to continue and that's just wonderful to see yeah absolutely i completely agree we're talking to josh byers of the tribune democrat josh byers who's been incredibly busy of late with uh, some great stories in the tribune democrat including and i was happy to see this josh but you were in winber but as a winber resident there was a fishing derby going on i bet this was a pretty cool thing to attend that really was. I I, uh, 
I've been to a number of fishing derbies, you know, for coverage in my career, but I'll tell you, Wimbers was really unique. I've never been to a, a sportsman's association that was also a hatchery. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to, I got there, you know, pretty early and got to talk to a bunch of the guys involved with organization. And I'll tell you what, they were just so excited to be able to give the kids of the area an opportunity to, to come out and fish. Mm-hmm. And one of the coolest things I actually saw there is that I'm pretty sure they have rainbow and brown trout is what they raise and release into their pond. And the one guy that I was talking to actually showed me in their hatchery, they have a blue trout in there. Mm-hmm. And I, I've never seen a blue trout a before. Blue and trout. that was really, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, it, it was a bright, like royal blue stood out compared to the rest of the fish. Wow. Fascinating. But, uh, a theme that came up that day when I was talking to participants was just making memories. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I talked to a lot of people who were with their their parents and had come before, and now they were bringing their kids, and the kids were excited. It, it was just, it was a lot of fun to be there. Great to see things being done in the outdoors and family activities. Really, just a just a great thing, Josh. You know, a few weeks ago, you wrote. An interesting piece, and I say it all the time, but I love the stories when people who grow up in this region accomplish something pretty remarkable. And Casey Meredith has a story that I think people of this region would be extremely proud of. It's a story that people should know because it's pretty remarkable, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, Casey Casey is the first female regimental commander for the Virginia Military Institute and that's she she's the first to hold that position in a the school's like maybe almost 200 years old 182 years Josh 182 years yeah. thank you yeah. so it, to be the first head cadet so she's in charge of all of the other cadets she works directly with the commandant like she is the you know the big cheese mm-hmm. <laughs> at the school now and I'll tell you, talking to her, she's very humble, but she's very driven, you can tell. Like, she wants the best for herself, and she's really looking forward to making her mark on the school, but also making the cadets the best they can be. Mm-hmm. And I talked to her parents, too, which was really fortunate, and they were just so excited. You know, um, I believe her dad told me that... Uh, that he wasn't even aware that she was going for this position until she found out, like, she called home and went, oh, hey, by the way, I got, like, you know, the regimental commander position. Yeah, that was that was really exciting and, and really big for her. Just remarkable at that age to accomplish what she has done already. And uh, she wants to pursue further career in the military. But obviously, Josh, just a, a great example uh, for young people within this region. Really remarkable. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was, it was really, that was a, a cool story to be, be, to be able to cover. Congratulations to her and her parents. That is uh, just amazing and uh, quite, quite an accomplishment. Josh Byers, the Tribune Democrat education reporter joining us. And Josh, it's been the reoccurring theme again and again with education, but just the way they have had to think on their feet and adapt And I'm sure a lot of these school districts 
are happy that the school year has ended so they can brace themselves for what's coming, maybe some sense of normalcy in the fall. I'm certain it's great to have these summer months to start planning for next year and, again, some sense of normalcy for students and teachers in the region. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of school districts have the summer off for, for the most part. You know, there's, uh, there's still a lot of learning loss programs being planned to help mm-hmm. kids mm-hmm. from this last year, and that, that's all tied in with the ESSER funds and the American Rescue Plan, um, which actually I, I'm going to be working a little bit on, uh, on a story coming up here just to, to talk about, you know, if kids want to be part of those kind of programs, they can. Um, but yeah, I think everybody kind of breathed a sigh of relief, right. you know, oh, yeah. as the school year came to an end. And they were like, oh, you know, thank God we got through that. <laughs> um, and you're right. I, I think things are, are going to start getting back to a little bit more of, of a normal, more traditional uh, kind of school year this fall. I know um, for the higher education schools that uh, all the area institutions, colleges, universities are planning in-person classes for the fall. Okay. So that's that's big, you know. Yeah. That's that's really important to be able to get kids back on campus, um, you know, and and back to learning. No doubt. And let me tell you, Josh, as the father of a 21-year-old college senior who is a student at IUP, an education major, who uh, has not lived on campus, he has an apartment on campus that mom and dad have now paid for for the last 14, 15 months or better. Uh, we want to get him back there. Love that kid to death, but um, my food bills have been uh, going uh, out of the uh, roof for many months now, but he needs to experience that campus life. He's missed out on that over the last couple of years. Nothing replaces that, and uh, I love doing online learning. There's benefit to that, but to me, nothing beats the classroom. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, it's something I've heard over and over again this last year from from college kids, from high school kids, from elementary kids. You know, just virtual learning is good in a pinch, mm-hmm. but for the most part, everybody wants that that face to face interaction. Mm-hmm. They want that you know that personal connection with their instructor. Yeah, agreed, Josh. Nothing nothing beats the face-to-face and, uh, you know, especially college campus life. You know, you really uh, miss out on that when you're not there. Josh Byers, Tribune Democrat. You got to cover uh, some local school board elections. And, you know, Johnstown politics always controversial, but there really wasn't anything that stood out too much, was there? Uh, not, not too much. It was kind of run-of-the-mill. I mean, the only things that uh, I saw looking over the election list was, you know, Greater Johnstown School District and Forest Hill School District. Mm-hmm. Um, both of those uh, boards actually had four seats up, and they had nine candidates apiece who were mm-hmm. vying for those positions. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was interesting. You know, you don't usually see a lot of people going out for school board positions. Well, Josh, the theme at the top of our conversation today was positivity and great to see wonderful activities coming back into our community. But if people want to reach out to you, if they want to share a story, how can they reach you this summer uh, to share some of the good word of things that are going on in these communities? Well, they can email me or they can call or text. 
So my email is jbyers at tribdem.com, or you can reach me at 814-525-6280. Well, Josh, I can see how busy you've been. Thank you so much. Anytime that we get 15, 20 minutes to talk to you, really appreciate your time. Next time, let's do this in person, and I look forward to seeing you up here in the studio. Thanks so much. Hey, Bo, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Josh Byers, education reporter, Tribune Democrat. Thanks for your time, Josh.